Praise the Lord and good day to you. Whatever day it might be, wherever you might be, we're so thankful that you found us on social media somewhere. And uh, we are here on Friday mornings, every Friday morning at 9 a.m. on our broadcast, Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in Queen City, Texas, in the piney woods of northeast Texas here. And we're just excited to be sharing the Word of the Lord that we're sharing with you, particularly now a new series we began last Friday entitled The Law of Faith. And uh, we are just uh, boasting in what God has given us to boast in, which is the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ from Genesis to Revelation. And uh, this this is a, is a very important topic because there are many... Uh, accusations flying everywhere today about those who preach the cross and they've turned it into this or turned it into that. And we'll get into all that here in just a few minutes uh, as we look at Scripture. And that's what we have. That's what we hold dear. That's what we live by just as Jesus did. What made men talk about Jesus the most by, when they would say, this man teaches with great authority is because Jesus would say, it is written. Jesus lived by and depended on, as a man, the Scriptures. Hallelujah. He is the lawgiver. He is the living Word of God. And we follow in His footsteps. We trust in Him, His sacrificial work at Calvary. Therefore, He set a race to be ran before us and we run that race by faith and that faith comes by hearing and hearing by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Hallelujah. And we find that life, power and strength and everything else God has for us in the blood, in the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Again, I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. This is Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. This is part two of a series we're doing, The Law of Faith. Today is the 29th day of October, 2021. I always like to tell everybody where we're at, when we're doing, what we're doing. So uh, we're just excited to be here. Grab your Bibles, your pencil, your paper. Maybe the Lord will uh, speak something to you today you've never heard, or maybe He'll strengthen that which you already have heard. And uh, we're just depending on Him for what we need. You can find everything we do here at Crossway Church on the website, thecrosswaychurch.com, on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, on a Spreaker app. It's an app you get on your smartphone called Spreaker. Uh, and there is, eight, I think this is the 806th or 807th audio broadcast that's be, being produced live right now. If you go and you get that Spreaker app on your phone, you can find our channel. It's for those who have ears to hear. Or you can type my name in, find it. You, you can subscribe to it, follow it, and you'll get alerts every time we go live. You can follow along Audio Live or look in the library and see the 800 and something gospel-centered, Christ-centered, which means cross-centered messages there for you. And we just praise God. Hallelujah. And uh, those are the avenues through which you can find us and everything we do here at Crossway Church. I have a little 62-page booklet entitled, All God's Works Are Done in Truth, derived from Psalms 33 and 4. And it is a little paperback, 62-page booklet that will bless you and bring much clarity to this narrow way that God has provided in His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and what He did for us at Calvary. And you will be blessed. You need to go ahead and buy several copies right now so that you can give them along with your Christmas gifts. Just put that also in the box, and my goodness, and you'll cause a riot or a revival. Hallelujah. We refer, uh, we, 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 we desire rather the, the revival, but sometimes the there's a right when people reject God's one and only narrow way who is His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who declared Himself to be so. But that way He is to us is the way of the cross. You can get that book by going to the website, 
www.thecrosswaychurch.com. Click on the store icon and there's a host of other things there. And just order your book and we'll ship it right out to you. And uh, we praise God for the opportunity again to be here today. And I pray the Lord impart that to our hearts that we desperately need today. We all have needs and the Lord is the one who brings the provision. He's the one who imparts that which we need. And, uh, and I'm thankful that He does that. He doesn't leave us unprotected. He doesn't leave us without what we need to be equipped. He doesn't leave us without the provision we need. His grace, His grace is very sufficient. And through His grace, which is what He does, that's what grace is, He brings all that we need in and of Himself for He is really all we need. Hallelujah. Let's look first of all today at the uh, Second Peter chapter 2. And last week we talked about the law of faith in part 1 uh, and, and it got a good intro there. If you missed it, please go back and listen to it. But today we're going to be looking at what Peter wrote about uh, this, this uh, way of righteousness which is the law tied to the law of faith. And this is why. If our faith is biblical faith, it has the same fruit every day that it had the first day. And that is the fruits of righteousness. There is no separating the fruit of the Holy Spirit from the fruits of righteousness. If He is at work, if He is allowed to work through our faith in the judiciary, legal, carried out, perfected and finished work of Christ, if that's what our faith not was in, but is in, the Holy Spirit can now work according to that law. Romans 8, 2. <coughs> For the law of the Spirit of life, the law of the Holy Spirit. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus, speaking of what He did at Calvary, and this is why the rest of the verse explains it, has made me free from the law of sin and death. Where'd that happen? At the cross, in Christ, in His death. And the Holy Spirit works according to that law. The law of faith, the law of Christ, the law of the Spirit, they're all wrapped up in the law of Faith. They're all wrapped up in the Word of God, which all His words are law. All His words are law. The Word He gave really commanded Adam in Genesis 2.16, and the Lord God commanded the man. Of all the trees in the garden, you are free to eat, but don't eat off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For in the day you eat of that tree, you shall surely die. That was a, a, all God's words are law. And His law brings blessings or cursings, life or death. It's our choice which we make that, that get to choose that. And, uh, and, and, and something that, that I need to say again this week, I said last week is this. The only place where there's an option is in our hearts whether we have, we have the option whether we'll just believe God or not. And we'll accept uh, the avenue through which He accepts our believing Him or not. Because we don't just get to pick and choose how I'll live for God and, and what I want to do with God's Word. God gives direct commands. That's what all His words are. And we'll see that more and more as we go through this study that even the preaching of the gospel is God's report. We'll see that later on. The, the preaching of the gospel is the command of God. It's the holy commandment. We're going to see that this morning. That The preaching of the cross, it's the power of God, the Bible says. And it is the holy commandment. It comes forth as a command. We have an option whether we will believe the command. Really, the Lord calls it whether we will obey the command. And we'll get to that in this study as well. So stick with us. But God's, all of God's words are law. And, and, and they have uh, the proper effect on our lives if our faith 
is in really what His law points us to, which is Jesus and His carrying out and fulfilling the law all His life, first of all, and then ultimately perfecting the finishing of that work on the cross in death. A a humble, obedient, perfect Lamb of God laying down His life, shedding His own blood, becoming our great and eternal high priest for all the sins of humanity. That, my friend, is what our faith must be in. We can't trust in God's Word unless we're trusting in what God has said through the life that comes through the death of Jesus. Not because we once did, but every word must be seen through the blood. If Proverbs chapter 8 verse 8 tells us that all God's words are in righteousness, that's where they're found. They're they're not going to be imparted, understood, walked in as faith in God's word outside of where they're spoken in righteousness. And righteousness is only revealed, Romans 1, 16 and 17, in the gospel. So it's not just because we got in the kingdom by believing under righteousness with the heart, Romans 10, 10. No, it's every step. We walk by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And then if it's in its righteous context, it can come and cause us to walk by faith. And the result is the fruit of righteousness, the righteousness of faith. That's what we've been in, that's what we've received, the righteousness of faith. And I'm thankful to know that today. And I know that you are increasing your knowledge if you're following this ministry. Knowledge is increasing in these last days. And that not only means that knowledge that we don't have is coming. It does mean that, but it also means knowledge that we thought we had, that we, uh, the light we thought we were walking in that was light is not quite the light we thought it was. The Lord brings His truth, and His truth outshines what we were calling light. And sometimes, my friends, if we're honest, we're going to have to change our minds, and we're going to have to move away from these sentimental values. Well, it's what my daddy and my granddaddy believed. No, I am responsible for my life, for it, what, what light I'm walking. I can't walk in the light because they claimed they did and I just believe what they believe. No, I've got a Bible. I've got to get into God's Word myself and allow the Holy Spirit. And I can't be hanging on to things because of sentimental value. You'll let your family members drag you to hell. You'll let your family members and your good friends or whoever drag you through the lust of your own flesh into the mess they were in. And we'll see some of that, what Peter wrote this morning. But let me say this before we dig into this. uh, I was talking to my good friend, Sister Chastity Daniels, this week, and she she made a profound statement. And and the statement comes uh, because of the accusations being made of these men God has raised up in this great reformation that's taking place where the call is back to true faith and grace, back to a focus of the sacrifice, faith in that in that alone for salvation and daily sanctification, which is the result and the fruit of your salvation. And that, that there's lots of accusations that uh, these preachers, some of these preachers are turning the preaching of the cross into a law. Now, 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 I want to say this, what they really mean and what they're saying behind the scenes, and and some have boldly said up front, but it's not true. They've said that these preachers who just always preach the word, always about the cross, they've turned it into a law. They think you have to say the word cross all the time. I don't even know a preacher who's ever said that. I don't know a preacher who's ever made that comment. But those are accusations that come from ministers who either don't know the way of sanctification or they have heard it but they've yet through the lust of their own flesh, is what we're about to read, they've turned away from it. They've turned away from it. And so if you're not, listen, if you're not becoming more determined 
to find Christ in the Scriptures and the way of Christ in the Scriptures. If you're not, if you're not learning to become more determined as the Apostle Paul more determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified from Genesis to Revelation, if, if you're not determined to be going that way, then you've determined to go another way. And th there's not a middle ground. We're either moving that... We're not condemning people who don't know the message of the cross as the only way you can actually live for God. Do you understand that when God saved us, he declared us to be righteous. And in Romans 6 we see that He freed us from sin and immediately in the same moment we were born again, He made us servants of righteousness because we can't serve Him outside of that avenue. We can't bear the fruit of righteousness outside of serving Him in righteousness. The Son serves His purpose. The devil serves His purpose but only a people of God created in Christ Jesus, the Bible says in Ephesians 4.24, created in righteousness, can bear forth the fruits of that righteousness. And we need to remember that. So all these accusations that are coming, it brought about this comment from my sister Chastity which said this, the work of Christ is a legal work. We know that because the Bible says we've been justified through the blood. It was a judiciary work, a judiciary act. The preaching of the cross is the preaching of the law of faith, the preaching of the law of Christ, the preaching of the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. The preaching of the cross, the preaching of the cross. The word of the cross is the power of God. And God has made God Himself through that judiciary declare, uh, 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 declaration from the cross through the blood of Jesus, Romans 3, 25 and 26. It, 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 you know, if you're hesitating and you're, and you're still stumbling over all, all the message of the cross, and like my good friend and pastor Scotty Williams said, quit, pick, it, pick it up like Jesus said, deny yourself and pick it up and follow Christ and you won't be staggering all over it. Hallelujah. And so it, it was a legal work, <coughs> the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So the preaching of the cross is a law. It is the law. It's the new covenant law. Hebrews 7 and 12 says, because the priesthood changed, there was, it was necessary for the law to change. Oh, there's still law, but it's the law of faith, the law of Christ, the law of the spirit, and they're all wrapped up in the preaching the declaration of the cross from Genesis to Revelation. You want to learn about the cross? You don't just read in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John about the crucifixion. You read about the, 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 the blood-stained banner that God's people have carried throughout the ages. You, you go back to Genesis and you read about your Jesus as your Genesis, your beginning. You read all the way through study and declare all the way through God's Word to Revelation where Jesus is the end. Hallelujah. He's the beginning and the end, author and finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. So yes, the preaching of the cross is the testimony of God. It's the testimony of His Son. It's a law that we preach God's Word in the context of His righteousness because it is the law of righteousness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's the word of righteousness. That's why the writer of Hebrews said uh, that, that, that these folks, these Christians are, are far behind. They should have been teachers by now. They're still on the milk and they're still babes in Christ because they're unskillful. They lack experience in the word of righteousness. All God's words are laws. 
They're only optional within our hearts because we have the choice to either obey or not. But when God's Word comes to us, it's not in optional form. It's commands. It's declaration. And, and when God gives us a, His Word, it's a word of promise and warning. Because that's what law does. It shows you the way of promise, but it also within itself shows you that if you, don't, if you aren't found obedient, then it's cursing. That's the only two options there are. So let's get into the Word this morning as the Holy Spirit imparts into our hearts what we need today. Hallelujah. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 17. Now, before we read, let's... Because of the sake of time, I don't have time to go back and read the whole chapter here, but the Holy Spirit has just through the Apostle Peter discussed at least three different avenues through which men have erred from serving God, from following God through the lust of their own flesh and, 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 and they've gone their own way because God's only got one way. You don't just get to choose to how you're going to serve God. You serve God through the way you came into the kingdom and that is in righteousness. Hallelujah. It's the only way you can be served. It, because when he served in that which he created us in, righteousness, Ephesians 4.24, that which he made us, servants of righteousness, Romans 6, 17 and 18, that through faith in the cross and that alone, the only place righteousness is declared, experienced and imparted, whether it was initial salvation and righteousness or daily bearing that fruit. It's faith in the cross and that alone. So that shows us the way to serve God, the way to live for God, the way to walk with God, the way to benefit from God, the way to experience God is very narrow. And it's always been that way, but he, but he made it that way so it's very noticeable. Hallelujah. Very noticeable. All throughout the ages, God made it very clear, Israel is my people. Israel is my people. And he proved that all throughout the ages under the old covenant. The world are not my people. Israel is my people. And within that people called Israel, there was one tribe that tended to the things of the tabernacle. There was one man's family that tended to the sacrificial duties, Aaron and his sons. And there was one man within that group of men that only went into the Holy of Holies one day a year. Hallelujah. So God has always shown the narrow way, the exclusivity of approach to Him and following Him. And He knows who are His people. And he looks upon those that fear and tremble at his word, not other people. He knows those who are after uh, the praises of men more than the praises of God. He knows those who are his and he's calling his back to that place so that he can show himself his strength and his power through those that are his. Hallelujah. And that place exclusively is the way of the cross. Glory to God, I won't back down because of all the accusations. I won't back down. Paul said, I'm not going to be moved. Not at all. Paul said, not for one hour am I going to be moved from this way that has brought hope and life and the triumph over the sin nature and the bearing of the fruit of the Lord Jesus Christ by His Spirit in my life that's changed everything about my life. He didn't give me this truth of the cross so I could get it and then move on to something else. No, this is life and this is what we have been given by God. And yes, we do want to hear more and learn more, but it's to hear more and learn more about this. Hallelujah. As I said from Genesis to Revelation. Glory to God. Look at this now. So he's already given the description of these men who turn from God and go their own way. Now watch in verse 17 of 2 Peter chapter 2. These are wells without water. These men who are pointing away from the cross. These men who make the object of their faith anything other than Christ and His way of Calvary. They are whales without water. Oh, they have deep sayings. But there ain't no water there, my friend. 
There ain't no living water. There watch. There are also clouds that are carried with a tempest to whom the mist of dark the mist of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, <laughs> they can put quite a show on. But the show God puts on, he put on at Calvary. Hey, the show God puts on is the greatest show on earth. And it ain't me hop, skipping, and jumping and doing all. I might be doing all that. But, but if it ain't due to the greatest show that God's ever put on on earth, then it's just me trying to hype somebody up and get them excited about something. <laughs> if, listen, I've got to be pointing to the greatest show that's ever been manifest on earth. And that's the show God put on on a hill called Calvary, hallelujah. Watch this now. To whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words, oh my goodness, they make us swell up. Oh, we feel good. And oh, vanity, nothing but vanity. They allure through the lust of the flesh. See, these false prophets that are a dime a dozen, they're in every city, in every even local rural area of the world. Every one of them. The devil has got people everywhere. You need to know that. They say today there's more churches in America than ever before. There's a church on every corner getting to be that way up north. It used to be called the South, the Bible Belt. Now there's, they're everywhere. Churches are everywhere, but the nation's in more trouble than it's ever been. That alone tells me quite a bit. Glory to God. No, you can't blame the world. What we see here is that these, all these false prophets, these people who go the opposite way of the way of the cross, we'll see that today. <laughs> They're out there and they're going to answer to God. We've already seen that there, there's a, a mist, a mist of darkness reserved for them. The Bible says that will be forever because of what they're doing. This ought to bring fear to the very heart of any preacher who gets up and uses God's word outside the light of Jesus and what he did at Calvary. This ought to bring fear and trembling to the heart of every preacher who would hear this. There is a mist of darkness reserved forever for those who use God's Word because they're not out there drawing God's people away without the Word of God. They're just using God's Word out of its righteous context which is the way of the cross. Come on now. Watch now. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure... Through the lust of the flesh, they're, they're to blame, but it's our own flesh that goes after what they're offering. If you don't make up your mind today, my friend, right now, because it is your choice, if you don't make your mind up right now, to become more determined to go this way that saved you, that keeps you saved, that keeps you experiencing the freedom of your salvation, the joy, the strength, the power of Christ resting upon you. If you don't make up your mind to go this way, to be determined, to, to be more determined, to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified, you will, through the lust of your flesh, go the other way. And most all today are going the other way through trusting in other things that are only the result of the works of our flesh, the lust of what I can do, the lust of what we can do. Watch. They allure through the lust of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that, catch this now, those that were clean. Let's talk about saved people. Don't listen to them folks that they don't even, they, listen, they don't even believe that you feel with the Spirit with evidence of speaking in other tongues. Listen, don't even believe all, the once saved, always saved, no baptism with the Holy Spirit, no tongues, no miracles, no something. You got to withdraw yourself from them folks. Those folks have uh, through their sentimental values of folks in their families and whatever, they can't even read the Bible and just believe it. Things that are written there just for us to see and believe, they bring in their reasoning and through sentimental values really it causes unbelief. Listen, they can't even believe what's written. They have selective 
hearing. They select what they want to hear, and the other, they change it or get rid of it. Now, we don't walk with those folk. We don't walk with them. We don't fellowship with them. Folk all the time won't know, why, why don't y'all ever get involved in all the big community, spiritual, all these church blowouts? Because them folks that do get in, they're not together. They're not in unity. They don't believe the same things. They get together for some show and then they go back divided, believing what they believe. If they all came together and sat down at a table and began to pour out what they really believe, they'd all get up and leave because they don't all believe the same thing. So that you can lose your salvation. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is real. It's new covenant benefits of the blood of Jesus, speaking in other tongues, uh, interpretation, uh, miracles, signs, wonders. And you might say, where are they? Well, they might be in your life if you believed it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Watch now. Those that were clean, listen, those that were clean, they have escaped from them who live in error. You and I, I hope you have reached that point in your Christian walk where you just couldn't figure out why you just couldn't live for God. You didn't know why you couldn't stop doing what you didn't want to do and you couldn't start doing what you wanted to do. But then the message of the cross came because God gave it to Paul to give to you. You saw it, you received it, and you begin to walk that way and you begin to realize now through your faith Simple childlike faith in the cross of Christ, the work of Christ, that which put the old man to death, the sin nature made dormant. You now walk in a place where the sin nature no longer dominates you. Romans 6, 14. For the law shall not have dominion over you, shall not dominate you because you're under grace and no longer under law. But when you go back and listen to these liars that you got to do this, do that, whatever it might be. If it's something you got to do, that's, that, that's law of the old covenant. And not that we're not called to do, but it's through faith in the one who already completed and perfected the work that we trust in. And that which we do is a result of that through our faith in that. Not yesterday, faith today. In that, because faith is not yesterday or tomorrow. The Bible says, now faith is substance. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Watch this now. Through much wantonness, those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. They, these people who use the Bible to point us to something else other than Christ and what he did at Calvary. And they'll say, well, just let the Bible be about prayer. Let it be about marriage. If it's about marriage, no, it always has to be concerning the blood of Jesus. Or what we're reading, we'll go work hard to try to make something happen instead of trusting in what Jesus did, perfected and finished. And so the Holy Spirit can bring about what we're reading in experience. He's the one that has to guide us into all truth. Hallelujah. And if he can't do that, unless we're trusting in the finished work of Christ, not the purpose driven, you can't be trusting in both. If you're trusting in any of these fads that these men have crept into the church with deep theological words they use and words that sound good to try to get you to really think that if you'll just do these things and read this book and highlight these things and do this on Monday, do this on Tuesday, do this on Wednesday, and for 40 days of purpose, God's going to move mightily. God's going to move mightily in the lives of those that just simply trust today in Jesus and what He did at Calvary. For there we realize He died for us. We died with Him and we can declare ourselves, reckon ourselves again today to be dead indeed to the sin nature and alive unto God through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Watch this now. While they promised them liberty... It's always a promise of liberty, but there is none outside of faith today in the cross. If I'm not trusting, in, and I'm not talking about, about sitting around and saying, the cross, the cross, the cross, the cross, you're not going to get anything from that. Nothing. What you're gonna, where you're going to walk to experience the benefits of Calvary 
is by faith in God's Word in light of the one who said He is the light and the work He did to turn that light on to you. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light. At the cross, at the cross, through that work, there alone that I walk with my Savior in that light, 1 John 1 and 7. If we're walking with the Lord, we're walking in the light of who He is and what He did at Calvary, or we're not really walking with the one we say we're walking with. These false prophets, these men that turn away from the way of the cross and refuse to become more determined to know nothing else than Christ and Him crucified, they have a fleshly purpose, fleshly reasoning behind that. And we're just going to choose not to go with them no matter who they are. There is a sifting and a shifting taking place right now among the body of Christ. And in the days ahead, wherever the message of the cross is preeminent, wherever the Word of God is preached and taught in that light, you're going to find the Spirit of God saving lost souls. You're going to find the Spirit of God teaching His people how to live this saved, fruit-bearing life. Wherever men go back into that which God brought them out of with all the excuses they make as to why they're doing that, they're just going back under what they come out of because the way of the cross is a lonely road sometimes. It's not the money-maker road. It's not the popular road of fame. You need to understand that. Neither was Jesus' life of carrying the cross every day of His life and ultimately dying on a hill called Calvary. That's not the most popular thing, you understand. That's not going to get you a lot of folk drawing near to, 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 to support you. Oh, there will be a remnant. There's going to be a remnant. And, and you need to hear that. There's going to be a remnant. It's narrowing down more and more until one day God will have two witnesses on the earth <laughs> because God don't need a whole bunch of people. God don't need anything. But God will always have a voice. Hallelujah. And I want to be a vessel for that voice to speak through. Watch this now. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. Now we're going to see who they are specifically. Who they are. These people promise liberty. If you'll listen to this music, if you'll, if you'll do this, if, if you'll eat this or don't eat that, they promise liberty. They themselves, while they're promising you liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. Remember, the only way you can serve the God of creation, the God of the Bible, is if you're serving Him in righteousness, that which He created you in that which He robed you in, that which He put you in the path of, that which He made you a servant of, that which He said, talking about righteousness, that which He promised if you would hunger and thirst after, He would fill you, that which you seek after first, He would add everything to your life, hallelujah, Mm, that which you learn to love His righteousness, then He would cause your heart to be glad that if you allow Him to establish you in, oppression will be far away from you. That's Isaiah 54, 14. That if we allow our God to establish us in His righteousness, not that which those are promising liberty through that's not the way of the cross, because all they're really putting on the table is that which will corrupt. It can't do anything but corrupt and destruct our lives, our marriages, our children, our fine, everything about us if it doesn't result in a faith alone in Calvary, the Lamb of God and what He did. Watch now. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption for of whom a man is overcome of the same as he brought in bondage. Because, verse 20 now, 2 Peter, 2 Peter chapter 17, verse 20. For if after they, if after they have escaped... This is people who've been saved. They've escaped 
the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. And that's not just talking about the latter end of their physical life here and we'll see as we go on here in just a moment. But I have to say something about this verse. You and I and most of God's people right now are entangled in things that can only corrupt. But hear me, and I want you to remember this. I pray the Lord impart this into our hearts today in a greater way. There is a difference between being entangled and overcome. You and I, my friend, have been entangled in garbage out there. I myself was entangled. I was tangled up in the purpose driven, the government of twelve, the words you speak, all these false objects of faith that can only result in corruption and, and, and even those that are involved in that now who don't like what we preach, who, who still claim all that works for them, they're still deceived because God don't work through none of that. He works in the truth. And he only works in the truth. And the truth is a man named Jesus and what he did at Calvary because Jesus declared himself to be the truth, Romans 14, 6. I am the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. And there's no way to the Father except through me. And he said when you know the truth, that's who he is, then the truth will make you free. And he's talking about in John 8 and 32, free from sin. So it's who you know and what you know. And it better be Jesus as the who and the what he did at Calvary or the Bible is just us trying to work for something instead of trusting in a finished work. He's already perfected and finished. The work has been finished, my friend. And using God's Word to try to uh, attain something through what we do instead of just allowing the Spirit of truth, the Spirit of grace to guide us into more truth through our faith in a finished work, we're going to find ourselves walking in darkness, but we're going to be calling it light. We're going to be calling it light. Many today are calling darkness light. They're calling that which is evil to God because to trust in anything as a child of God other than the finished work of Christ, let me say it a better way, to trust in anything other than the Word of God in the light of the living Word of God and what He did in the giving of Himself as the bread from heaven is evil. It's evil. To trust in God's Word outside of the light of the one who claimed to be the light and what he did on the cross as the bread from heaven by being broken for us is evil to God. It's evil for everybody who's participating in the purpose driven, the government of twelve, trusting in the words you speak like you really are the prophet of your own life. How silly can we get? And that's out there by the drove. Or any other thing. Those are like some of the main players and that books written. These men bring these deep theological things they bring in. They claim God gave me this. And oh God God ain't gave them nothing if they're not pointing to the one God gave all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. I'm glad to be walking in this way. And I refuse to turn from it. I refuse to be moved from it. Hallelujah. Watch this now. Let's, let's talk a little bit more about this for a minute. We've got some minutes today. There's a difference to be entangled in things than being entangled and overcome by them. And we'll see that right here today. Watch. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that means they've been born again. You don't escape just because you hear about Jesus. You escape the pollutions of this world when you accept Him as your escape plan through faith in what He did at Calvary. Then you've escaped the pollution, the Bible says, of this world, the evils of this world, the wickedness of this world, the wickedness that we were. 
Praise God. They, if they're again entangled therein and overcome. So you can be entangled but not overcome. And that's, that's where I was. I was entangled in lots of different things. And my life was falling apart and ministry was, was just not right. You know, I, I was one of those people that I, I, as a Christian I loved God's Word but, but I was beginning to hear people uh, say things, uh, preach things and try to teach things that, and would tell me when I asked questions about it uh, that you, you're not going to find some of this that the Spirit is doing in the Word of God. You just have to get it by the Spirit. And, 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 and you know, that, that put a check in my spirit. First thing it does is may, it makes me feel like I'm not very spiritual, like they're walking in a really high place, a, a high plane of faith that, that I must not be at yet. And see, that's evil. That's an evil thought right there. That's an evil thought. Now, there, are, there is knowledge we need that we, a lot, we don't have. But because some have it, doesn't put them on a higher plane. But that is through the lust of the flesh why those words are spoken. Well, you won't see it in the Bible. You just have to get it by the Spirit. That's evil. That's evil, my friend. You're following people like that. You better let that sentimental value go. And you better get back to following the Spirit of truth, the one who only guides in truth. And truth is Jesus, and truth is the Word of God in the light of Jesus and what He did at Calvary. Watch this now. If they're again entangled therein and overcome, that means, that means you just overcome... Now, you're not just entangled, you've just been overcome. You've been taken over. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. That means they're no longer trusting in the way of Christ. That means they're hearing the message of the cross and they just they, they're saying words like, that ain't what we need to hear. That, 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 that's, that, that, was, that was back then. That's old time stuff. Now, we're, 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 we're way into this now. We need other things than the cross. We, there's more to this than the blood. Run from that. Withdraw yourself from that. Don't let them theologically or reason uh, their, their, their words uh, into your heart. When they say things like that, that's your ticket. That's the voice of God speaking through them. Even though they're speaking false things, He's letting you hear that so you can withdraw yourself from that. Because that's who they are. They've turned away from the narrow way of the cross. They say they still believe in Jesus. They still believe in the cross. But we need much more than that today. My friend, the last thing I believe the Christian will know and understand in this life is that all we ever needed was Jesus and what He did at Calvary. That's all we ever needed was Jesus. I believe that's going to be the cause of all the tears of God's people being wiped away at the judgment seat of Christ is because all the things we thought we needed, which were really most all of it, was the result of a lust of the flesh, the pride of life and the pride of the eye. All we ever really needed was the one we see we're standing before on that day. And I believe the tears are going to be so big we can't imagine it now. The hearts are going to be broken so bad there. And yes, we like the part about He's going to wipe the tears away. But we need to understand that right now the Lord has given us what we need to be able to bear the fruit of who He is and what He's accomplished for us. He's given us the path to follow. Watch. Verse 21. Now this is where we really wanted to get to today. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness, which here He's equating with those who have... They've come into the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And through that, that faith, the knowledge, they have escaped the pollutions of the world. 
Watch now. For it had been better for them not to have known. That don't mean hear about. That means known. That means experience it. Because you can't know about the way of righteousness. Jesus told Nicodemus, <coughs> you, can't, you can't enter the kingdom or even see it. And the kingdom in Romans 14, 17 is, the Bible says it's not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And Jesus told Nicodemus, you can't enter the kingdom, you can't even see it. If you're taking notes, that's John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. Not only can you not enter it, Nicodemus, you can't even see it till you're born again. And when you're born again... Now you know the way of righteousness because that's what God has, again, robed you in, made you a servant of, put you on the path of. That race He set before you, man, is a victory race to declare His righteousness the rest of your life through, through praising the Lamb, the Lamb of God. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Glory to God. Watch this. It had been better for them not to have known that means had the experience of, that means come into the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy, here it comes, the law of faith, the law of faith, the holy commandment. If there is a commandment, my friend, there is a law. They're tied together. The law is a command. A command is a law. And what allowed us to have the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and to know His way of righteousness is the preaching of the cross. It is a command. That's why the Apostle Paul, and we'll get into this in, in one of the next couple of teachings, Romans chapter 6 doesn't say when you believed that form of doctrine, although that is what you did, but in God's eyes, and that's the one we have to see the way He sees things because Psalms 32, 8 says He guides us with His eye. He guides us with His eye. You want the Lord looking upon you, looking to you, looking upon you with His eye, guiding you with the way He sees you have to be led. That's Psalms 32.8. If you missed that, write it down. Look at it. He guides us with His eye. He guides us the way He sees we have to be led. And He sees the only way He can lead us is in righteousness. It's the only path He leads upon. We need to remember that. Outside of faith in the cross, we move into where the church of Galatia was found where we've fallen from grace. We've fallen from the place God works because that's what grace is, God at work. Saving me by grace, teaching me by grace, laboring in and through me by grace. That's all what He does by grace. Through faith is where I come in. But that's not even in and of myself. That's the measure of faith He dealt me when I simply believed upon Christ. And if that's what I keep believing today, then that measure of faith will still be bearing forth the fruit of this great salvation I have. Watch this now. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness, which is the way of the cross, than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. And that means, really, when you look at that phrase, which has been entrusted unto them. Salvation is not something exclusively that God did to you and for you, although it is. It's something He's also entrusted you with. That's why, and get this, and you're going to need to write this down. Those of you who have ears to hear, those of you who are looking for the truth of God's Word, you need to write these things down. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, the Bible says, The Lord has committed unto us, all of His people, the word of reconciliation. 
That's the word to the lost world that will reconcile them to God, which is faith in the blood of Jesus Christ. Reconciliation to a wandering church who, like myself, was entangled in and carried off through the lust of my own flesh under all these uh, teachers that declare liberty through any other way than the cross. We need to be reconciled back to fellowship with God because you need to read the book of Revelation, that knock on the door that knock on the door of the heart of that church there in the book of Revelation, my friend. That wasn't to the world, that was to the church who Jesus was on the outside of the door wanting to come in and be and, and reconcile them again to the place of fellowship with Him. It's a dangerous place to be because although we can be entangled in things and not completely overcome, the place of entanglement is the place where we can become overcome. Never forget that. But the Lord has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. That's, that's the word He committed unto us. Now what we've done with that, we've taken that to mean for the lost, but no, that's the word, the only word. He's committed unto us is the word of reconciliation. And I know people hear this and they say, well, what about teaching on being a deacon or the requirements for being a pastor or a good husband, a good wife, how to train your children up, all those things, the directions, the instructions are there for us. But if we don't look through the blood and allow the Holy Spirit who legally works in our lives because of not yesterday's faith, but faith now in that which legally allows Him to guide me into the truths I'm wanting to learn how to be a good husband, father, mother, wife, pastor, co-worker, uh, to train my children. If I'm not looking through the blood, trusting in the Lamb of God, then legally the Holy Spirit is not finding a place to work. See, He's called the Spirit of grace. He has to be because He is the one who works in us both to will and to do of God's pleasure. We need to remember these things. God's not committed the word of reconciliation and the word of this. The word. He's committed unto us the word of reconciliation. That word will save us because it's the word of the cross. That word will reconcile us if we find ourselves entangled and carried off through the lust of our own flesh under these promises of liberty that are not liberty. They just make us feel good about ourselves. Or daily denying ourselves so that we can walk in a place of reconciled fellowship every day with our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't listen to swelling words. They call, they call swelling words because they puff us up. If they're not the word of the cross, if it's not God's word in the light of Jesus, the living word, and what he did as the Lamb of God being broken as the bread from heaven at Calvary, then we're going to find ourselves working for, for, for places in the church, places in the kingdom, working to love my wife, working to, to get over these things, to get through. Listen, Jesus has done Finished. Let me say it Texas. He's done finished. He's already done the work and he's finished the work. That's why we he's done finished it all. We've got to tie this together, my friends, or we're not going to make it to a place called a finish line. We're not going to be able to finish our course if we're not going to be diligent in keeping the faith. Hallelujah. And the faith we've been given, the measure of faith works according to a law. The law of faith means the faith has a law it works by. And it's the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus who made us free from the law of sin and death. And it all happened at Calvary. God bless you. Thank, <coughs> thanks for being with us today. Thanks for tuning in. And I just pray God has imparted the truth to your heart. If you have ears to hear, I know He's done it.
And I know that you'll help us share these great words of life wherever you have the opportunity. On social media, in your Sunday school class, in your pulpits. Join us in helping the Lord spread the testimony of His Son. Helping us share the power that He's offered all of humanity, which is the preaching of the cross. And don't forget to join us every Friday morning right here at 9 a.m. Central Time for Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. And I look forward to going deeper into this very subject next Friday morning. Praise God. Pray for us. We're praying for you. The way of the cross, as I said earlier, is not the popular place. It's not the richest place. It's, it's, it's not the way that everybody's running to get to, but it is the way those are walking who found the true grace and the faith of their God. Hallelujah. And I praise God for that. If God stirs your heart to give to this ministry, you know what this ministry is about, so therefore you know what you're giving to. You can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you next time. Until then... Stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then.